All right, folks, I am no longer in my parents' basement. Round of applause for that. It is a miracle. <laughs> You're out of the house. Um, so that's a good start to this episode. We're excited. we got the commission in the building today. Jack 2, going to be a great episode. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. All righty. Thanks for joining us, Jack. Appreciate it. Woohoo. This is such an exciting. Uh, you guys will obviously see the visual, but when I hopped on the Zoom call, I see Kyle and Tommy in this uh, pretty, you know, low key official looking <laughs> podcasting setup, even though they, they probably just got it, to, you know, got it together today. But very exciting for you guys moving into a new place now. Yeah, me and Kyle are in a new spot. I guess we can start the conversation there. Yep. Um, me and Kyle signed a lease for a little rental home for a 12-monther, and we're we're still pretty close to the meadows, about the same distance as before. It's a cool house. It's got three bedrooms. Um, we're going to make a podcast studio actually below us. So right now we're kind of in our living room where we're going to be just kind of chilling, watching our TVs here and stuff like that. There's a room similar to the size of this one below us that we're going to make a more like official podcast studio with you know matching furniture some signage lights that kind of stuff but for now um as we got this week so it's a work in progress we literally just moved in yesterday it's yesterday in and I, I love that too just the the pod studio kind of thing for the basement because i'm a big podcast fan and i watch a lot of podcasts so over the past couple of years i've been like taking these little things of whether we want this chair or that chair or what kind of tables do we want if we one day wanted to make a, a full-on professional studio and now we finally have that space for you know, you and Jack to to take over when the summer comes or whenever that time comes when we finish it. And um, can't wait to finally put that into action. Is this place going to kind of become like the MLW laboratory? <laughs> it's going to become the lab. Uh, that, the lab, Jack. Because this is that the lab. basically... <laughs> because Our efficiency levels base- are going to be off the charts here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I'm just thinking about the times that I've been over to Kyle's house and all the MLW related items that are either in the yeah. garage or in the basement. And, um, I, you know, is that is that now going to be moving to the new rental? Yeah, that's the plan. I think we'll have like um, shadow boxes here of our famous jerseys and we'll have signed wiffle balls and all the all the famous images from, you know, the SoFi Stadium trip or Toledo Mud Hens event. Like all this kind of stuff would be all, all plastered around the, the living room. Yeah, Jack, like I said, this place, um, you know, it's pretty spacious, especially for just the two of us. You know, we got this living room, the family room below us. We got a kitchen, three bedrooms, a two car garage. But my bedroom looks like a dorm room. Like it is packed with my bed, all my personal <laughs> belongings, my desk, like Every square inch of that bedroom is packed because we want to, we do want to use this space like a lot for business too, right? So we don't want to just, I don't want to have like waste one bedroom for just like my office when I can just do both in the same spot. So we're just trying to use the space. We're trying to maximize this place to its fullest potential for sure. No, but we already found within one day today, like beforehand, it would be me and Tommy sending a hundred texts back and forth just to coordinate MLW stuff. And now it's just like me yelling across the other room. <laughs> and uh, inst- instead of like emailing back and forth, it's just like such a more efficient method for us to be here living together. And, you know, we'll probably see that through the season too, just how efficient it really can be. Within about a hundred square feet, guys, it is 24 seven MLW. Cause our bedrooms, like we share a wall. My closet goes right into his bedroom, the wall behind it. And, you know, I'm usually, up at about 6.30 in the morning. Kyle's usually going to bed about 4 a.m. So we're talking 22 hours around the clock. We're moving something over nice. here. But you don't yeah. need a watchdog. You get you guys got someone awake at all <laughs> no, times. someone's always up over 24-hour service here at MLW. That's right. That's right. If you have a customer complaint, we'll get to you within two hours. <laughs> For real. Oh, that's For real. awesome. 
Well, other other than the uh, other than the move, how's the how's the off season been treating you guys so far? Yeah, it's similar to previous off seasons where it's a lot of scheduling out events and videos for the summer. Um, a lot of times when the big videos come out in the summer, um, it might look like it's the spur of the moment idea type thing, but a lot of that idea comes with pitching companies and pitching teams and presenting actual slide decks to different entities. So that's kind of where I'm at in the past, you know, couple months and just trying to make the MLW 2023 season the best season that we've ever had. And that's kind of the approach I've been taking the past three years. So it's a lot of um, just Zoom calls and emails and back and forth, that kind of thing. And then also just products too. So hats and jerseys and all these new things that we want to come out with. We're starting to roll out the hats, which we'll of course get into later in the Zoom, but um, even trading cards, like all these new things that um, people loved, we want to keep doing, and uh, you know, obviously, want to keep doing new products as well. So that's kind of where I'm at this this off season. Would you guys overall say that you like the off season, or you know, you don't like the off season? What's sort of the general vibe most of the time for you guys through you know the, these months here, where it's not really a whole lot of wiffle ball being played, but there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. I love it a lot personally, and I kind of relate it to like an NBA player's summer or an NFL player's, um, you know, winter or spring, like that's truly when the champions are made as cheesy as it sounds like that's when you put in the work to put stuff in place to where you can really exceed in front of people's eyes in the summer. So really in the winter, it's instead of it just being, you know, three months for me to take a break and just get back into it in May, we really kind of treat it as like this huge opportunity to plan, um, you know, because we really can't plan as much stuff in the summer when we're such a, a, a well-oiled machine from you know a video every single Friday and podcasts are rolling out and it's really hard for me and timing to meet and that kind of thing so I've been really gaining to enjoy my winters in the past you know three four years especially being out of college in the past couple of years um, without classes to you know to deal with and really can go all in and, and coordinating and, and planning new events that's that's been something I've actually you know really enjoyed the past couple of years yeah I mean I agree for the most part I will say the one thing that's like somewhat a bummer I feel like is because we're so busy during the summer and I think me, like a lot of people, like summer is their favorite time of the year, right? So like a lot of times, like through the winter, most of my weekends are free. Whereas in summer, I'll have like actually free weekends, maybe like one yeah. or two the entire summer. So that kind of stinks how that works out because that's our busy time of the year. But yeah. um, I think there's pros and cons to both seasons um, for sure. November, even though November is like an off season month, that was like a long month for me too, just with all the merchandise and Black Friday stuff going on. And we were planning some events too, so. Um, there's definitely just highs and lows, just like any other job, I guess you could say. Would you agree? No, oh, yeah. I you, I even like yeah, been getting back into the gym, which is something I couldn't have even <laughs> yeah. done in the summer. Like nice. I've just been um, you know doing a lot of things I I can't do in the summer, just trying to get me on that right path. So when the summer comes, I'm already in like a a, a routine, if you will. Yeah, we're almost there already. We're less than two months from opening day here. Wild. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of opening day, just. With all the the chaos and commotion that comes with the MLW season around this time, do you guys find yourselves getting like antsy or like nervous about the upcoming season, or is it kind of mostly just like excitement and and you know ready to go once you know that you've prepared what you need to for the upcoming year? Mm, for me, I think it all reverts back to preparation. Like if we prepare so well enough to where everything's already in place, then there's there's no there's not a lot of anxiety there and we already know what to expect as opposed to if you don't prep at all in the winter and now you're scrambling at the last minute to put stuff into play. Um, that's when you'd become like just not as comfortable. So I think, um, you know, you'll, you'll be as comfortable if you put in just a lot of preparation and 
in the past few years, we've done a good job of that. So I haven't really felt that when opening day comes around. And, you know, when opening day does come around, I would say the uh, the excitement levels definitely overpower the, uh, the nerves. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing that makes me like a little bit like anxious slash antsy would be during the MLW season for the most part, um, like we're pretty much like self-sufficient. Yes, we do work with other facilities mm-hmm. and places, but usually it's already in place by the time like May rolls around. So mm-hmm. like during this time of the year when we're trying to set up these cool events for you guys to enjoy, whether it's like for a tournament or for a piece of content on our YouTube channel, like we're like awaiting responses and feedback from other people. So then it can kind of feel like you're stuck in a rut of like waiting and waiting and waiting. And like me and Kyle are always ready to go with like our next move and next response. And then you get stuck like in a period of waiting, which always stinks when we're used to like going, going, going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're dealing with like third parties and middlemen and mm-hmm. like people that have to answer to other people. And it's just like a slow process. And I, I definitely feel that too, where you just want to be going as soon as possible. And it's much more corporate getting things done as soon as possible. But yeah, you know, we, from, from all yeah. what we found the past couple of months, it, Things take a lot of time from mm-hmm. products to events to everything that we dabble in. Well, especially because, too, like, a lot of people, like, obviously, MLW is, like, our baby and our sole focus. But then, like, for certain venues, certain, like, clients, whatever it may be, like, you're just another customer. You know what I mean? So it's, like, you got to really um, just, like, be on people all the time to, like, make things happen. That's why the best things with MLW are when fans come to us. Like, fans that are that <laughs> well, I involved. I said that before on this podcast. <laughs> Like sport organizations, mm. like those are the best MLWs, like videos and events that mm-hmm. happen are the ones where the people that already work there have seen our videos and our fans in the first place, mm-hmm. as opposed to us selling ourselves to people that have no idea what wiffle ball even is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always funny to funny to see that kind of thing. Yeah, well said. Very well said. Well, you know, speaking about all that preparation going into the work and the things that we want to deliver for our audience and. You know, all the different events that we put on. Kyle, we obviously wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about the last video uh, that came out on the channel, uh, the the tour as it's dubbed. Um, but this one was a little bit different than, than what you've shown in the past. So I guess just first to start off, like what kind of gave you the inspiration to do the video the way that you did, you know, that style? Um, because you, you kind of like to change it up each and every year. So you know, what really led you to like do it this way as opposed to some of the ways that you've presented our events and tournaments and things along those lines in previous years? Yeah. So for as much as I loved the tour video last year, it was about 45 minutes. And when you think of a 45 minute YouTube video, that's not something that's going to be super rewatchable. Um, so I wanted something more action packed, snackable this year with still the best snackable. moments from every one of our trips snackable. this year, all just condensed into this 12 and a half minute video where there's no breaks, everything's just crazy, and it's something that is going to really stick into your head as opposed to a 45-minute video when you might lull off and you might doze in and out of the video and get a little distracted, whereas a 12-and-a-half-minute video where everything from second to second is just super action-packed, um, I think it'll be, that'll just stick in our viewers' heads more and it'll be a video over time that'll get more views and be something that people come back to and want to watch again and again and again. So um, I really like the format, and it's probably going to be something I, I go from, you know, take with me from year to year. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and I w- I'm curious your opinion on this, Jack, because, um, you know, Kyle was showing me different pieces of content, different videos on YouTube that were somewhat of a similar format or like taking bits and pieces of inspiration from them, combining it into our own thing. And kind of the similar theme to like all these really fast paced videos like that, where I was, I sat down and watched them for eight to 12 minutes. And I'm like, wow, that felt like a 20 minute video or a 25 minute video. Oh, yeah. It felt so fast or it felt so long, but it was such a short period of time. 
So I'm curious if you thought the video like felt longer than it was, or if you think it felt 12 minutes, because I can't believe you just said that. That was like (laughs) one of my first, I'm I'm not kidding. That was like one of my first impressions of that. I'm really glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. It it felt, um, it did not feel like 12 minutes. It definitely felt longer than that. It was very action packed. You know, for, for me, obviously, uh, as someone being a part of the league, uh, it was just amazing to see all the different things that we accomplish in one year. You know, obviously Tom and I every week are coming on here and talking about the latest thing that we did. And so, you know, all of these things I talked about or discussed with Tommy, but then like to see them all in one video was just so incredible. And then like at the end of it, I was like, wow, that was only 12 minutes long. Like that was, <laughs> that seemed like we, that was like a lifetime yeah. of accomplishments right there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that was incredible. So yep. it's funny you brought that up. Cause I definitely did feel that way. I'm so glad you said that me and Tommy talked about this a lot, right? When the video dropped, um, I think it's because you're consuming so much information that you just forget about the video length and you're just yeah. so into the content that that kind of takes a back seat to that. Um, I wanted to give a few inspirations of like where I kind of drew, drew from to create this video. So obviously Mr. Beast, he's like traveling the world and he's buying the entire world and his video is like nine minutes. I'm like, how is that <laughs> nine minutes? And then uh, Dan Mace, he also, he actually works for Mr. Beast now. Um, Casey Neistat, all these guys that really can tell a story while also just kind of incorporating previous events that they've done or just these big ideas that, that they've accomplished, but layering a, a, a narrative on top of that to kind of make it an easy storytelling um, kind of thing throughout the entire video. So it's not just jumbled a bunch of um, 12, 12 different events like we had you know last year where there was no overarching commentary, which I think was a, a piece that we was really lacking last year and I think really helped the video this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to how this one ages. Like overall, the comments were positive so far, but yeah. like, all of our off-season content i think it's hard to gauge at first when we first drop it although this went to 20k first weekend which is pretty good for this time of the year it's gotta be one of our better videos ever yeah i think it's like not a pitching tutorial i'm actually gonna give a prediction here (laughs) yeah i think one year from now i think this video will sit at 105,000 views 105k yeah you can document that clip it boys we'll see where we're at a year from now for reference, for reference, the tour video last year is at like seventy or eighty k, so I think it's going to be slightly better, and I think it's going to eclipse one hundred. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on that, Jack. What are you thinking? Yeah, one hundred five point five. That's the line. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the over on that as well. Wow. I think that. Well, I, I just think that uh, obviously getting people to watch our stuff in the off season is uh, is always more of a challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like, well, first of all people are just more likely to click on the video because it's 12 minutes long than like 45. You know, if it's like a, if in my opinion, if it's like an off season video where they don't really necessarily know what they're getting into. Also, it's a right, pretty insane title it. this year too. We traveled, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Right. 20,000 20, miles to play wiffle ball. That was kind of designed right. to attract the casual viewer too, as opposed exactly. to just uh, titling it MLW 2022, the tour. Um, that's something like only our fans would know. But if you see a random title with that insane idea, you're going to click that if you're not even an MLW fan. And to to add on to your point and kind of, you know, echo what I was saying, if you use that same title, but the video was 45 minutes long, I bet you way less people click on it because they don't want to see you travel 20,000 miles over a 45 minute period. <laughs> they don't want exactly. to physically watch you travel 20,000 yeah. miles. <laughs> yeah. no. They don't want to wa- watch you walk the 20,000 miles. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. No. no, but I'll take the over. Love it. Yeah, I agree. I will say to... The one thing that's kind of important to note, and you could easily see from like last year's tour video to this year's tour video, is that like like we and Kyle can like really control how we present this kind of content because a regular season video like an MLW 
league series of games. Those we can't really manipulate too much. We can we can kind of change how they're presented, but you guys need to see the games. You yeah. can't just like cut out yeah. plays. You know yeah. what I mean? So like a video that goes 35 minutes during the season, and it's like, well, one game went to eight innings. What do you want us to do? Like just skip some innings? I don't think anyone wants to see that. Yeah. So like we already knew, Kyle already knew like 12 minutes. Like this is where I want it to be. Yeah. What do we have to do to make that happen? Because there's no like rules or anything we need to follow. That's why it was a lot of filtering just the best of the best content to mm-hmm. the top. And that's, yeah. that's all people saw. Yeah. It would lead, lead people to, to watch the next segment and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. I, I will say too that, Jack, I wanted to piggyback off your comment where you were saying how it was cool to, you know, relive everything that we did in the last year, even though you and I discuss it every year. Because I remember yeah. even filming it with Kyle when we were in his, you know, parents' living room doing that. And we're going through event by event by event. I'm like, is it almost over? He's like, now we got four more still. I'm like, holy cow, like how many places did we go to last year? Because you do forget. You do so much. And um, it's easy to just get wrapped up in the moment and and not remember exactly what you did. I can't imagine people that are like doing this, doing the YouTube thing or whatever they're doing, even a larger scale than us. Like you would totally forget cities you've been to or experiences you've had. Because for sure. I mean, we did on average one a month and it was still easy to forget certain things that happened and things that were awesome. You know what I mean? Like really cool things that we did that I was easily, I easily forgot about over time. So it was, it was good to relive them. I think they're great for all the players, probably you too. But yeah, I have a question for Jack. Yeah. Um, is there anything from that video that sticks out in your mind? Just favorite parts of that video. I'm curious. Um, honestly, to me, and, and again, I, I'd probably have a different answer than like the casual fan yeah. watching, but to me, what was really cool to see was just how far we traveled and how many different things were involved in that, right? Like, it started off with a tournament that had a guest. Joe Adele. And and it sort of ended with that same thing. But yep. then in the middle, you know, it was all this different stuff, right? It was a, it was a little bit of, we went to a, a park that had three different mini wiffle ball fields. We also went back to the resort that we've been at before. We hosted a tournament that had over 80 teams in, in our ho- hometown, which is just like crazy. And it's just like, that's what to me was like, what stuck out. Also, also a couple of the, the repeat fans that were at like yeah. different events. I remember you talking like the, about some of the kids last year on the, the tour video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what, that's what sticks out to me. Like that, that, that stuff's crazy. The one kid who said he was from Alaska, I that, know. that blew my mind. Hunter, I believe. Um, Shout out to him. I just yeah, played just, a soundbite before this episode started. Yep. Remember, Jack, when we had that live question he asked, I recorded on my phone and we had it on the podcast. Yeah. I was showing Kyle yep. the audio interface and I was playing through the sound bites and I still had his like question linked <laughs> to the soundboard. So we listened to it. <laughs> yeah, man. So just, I would say the, you know, just the variety of what happened. And also, you know, you use this word in the video a few times, but it did stick out to me. Like just the energy and like the atmosphere at oh, those yeah. events. They always just seem like so much fun. Like for you guys as adults who are working it and involved and even for like the parents and the kids, like it just looks like a great time at all those different events. And so that's that's what kind of stuck stuck out to me. It is a good time. It's genuine, Jack. I think everyone has a great time that comes out. I mean, I always try to make the experience as fun as possible for anyone from ages five through 45. I don't care who you are. I try to have yeah. everybody have a good time. That's what everybody wants, right? Even parents that are there with their kids. I mean, they're spending their weekend there. You know what I mean? 
So you gotta have, make everybody have a good time. Dude, I don't think Sorry, I don't think YouTubers but, realize. Wait, 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 I wanna, I wanna, wait what? I want to give, give a shout out to the, the one kid that told Sailor that he wants Sailor to be his dad. That was that, that was, was out funny, of nowhere. I was that like, was the what? funniest thing I've ever seen. Those Illinois kids were laughing. the drip over skill kids. They were funny too. I can't imagine the amount of like randomly obscure and obscene things that are said by these kids on camera at these tournaments. I'm sure Kyle, when you watched it all back, saw some crazy stuff. Oh yeah, it's really funny. Sailor on the mic is golden also. <laughs> I think he, yeah. he, he might be the best mic'd up guy in MLW. I don't know if it's close either. I'll put Drew up there and Norp's up there. I know you're Duran guy. Andy Duran. He's a really good mic'd up guy. Those are probably my top guys. Sailor's a beast. Sailor's great in front of a camera. Sailor's just, great in front he's of just a comedy as a person all the time. Yeah. Yo, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I had to cut out a bunch of great Sailor one-liners, but there, there were some great <laughs> ones in there. <laughs> For sure. Um, I wanted to also ask you before we got off the topic of this video... Um, you talked about taking inspiration from like Mr. Beast and Dan Mace, I think you said, Casey mm-hmm. Neistat. Um, is it like refreshing to do that? Because yes. like, I'm assuming it gets kind of, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but a lot of YouTubers kind of just copy other YouTubers, right? But what we do is so unique and I know you watch a lot of content and it's like hard to take what they do, which is so like yeah. quote unquote YouTuber-y into what we do, which is like a pro sports league. So it's a little different and it's probably harder to draw inspiration from other people. Not even just this video, but like whether it's this video or the documentaries I make or a trailer I make, like anything, anytime I can dabble into like traditional media tactics, Mm -hmm. I love. Um, And just kind of, you know, figuring out how they they best edit it and what kind of music they use. Um, The transitions were a big thing with this video. Like how do I, how do I best, um, you know, move from one thing to the next? I love just like diversifying like the type of content we make because yeah, I mean, 30 to 40 of the the videos on our channel are going to be the same kind of structure. Mm-hmm. So to kind of venture off like that, it's, just, it, it's only going to expand my my creative mind even more. And I, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming you learned a lot of like editing techniques in this one, from like yeah. transitions and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of it's just transition stuff in like Premiere. Yeah, but still, but just doing that even once. Like, oh, yeah. You can use that in the future now. Like I could, I could probably say that that kind of stuff will see itself in the MLW videos this year. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know when, like <laughs> an intro, mic'd up segments, like some somewhere to transition from one... To be determined at 3 a.m. and some night in May. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the fans will see some sort of like the techniques I learned in this video applied to the season videos. Yeah, I agree with that 100. So, Kyle, for you, did creating that video? You know, we talked about how it would all it was all kind of a blur, and you, you might forget about some of the cool things that we did. But did that video help you kind of appreciate how many cool different things that you accomplished and MLW accomplished in 2022? Oh yeah, for sure. But I have a great memory. I actually remembered a lot of that stuff we did. Kyle does um, have a good memory. I, That's true. It was it was cool to just put it all into one video, though. So if I ever wanted to remember this year in one video, I can easily do that here. Um, but it, it's so cool. Like you talked about the fans coming together, and then that's what I love the best. That's kind of how I let off the video, too. It's like we, we're traveling to honestly make, well, first of all, make cool videos, but just to meet our fans um, and engage with them and, and meet and greet them. Um, and that's something I think YouTubers don't really do a lot of. Mm-hmm. Like they, Especially at our It's scale. such an underused um, way to, to build community, um, to, to make really cool videos, um, to build your brand, venture off beyond your own state. It's, it's such a powerful tool. And to kind of make a video all around that idea, uh, the yeah. fans love, we love, everybody loves it. So I think it's just a great, it's a great thing all around. Is there one or maybe a couple you know, specific moments in 2022 that stick out to you? You know, you asked me that question, but yeah. any that stick out to you? Um, well, outside the obvious of SoFi, um, I'd say just MLB reaching out to us a little bit more and inviting us to 
um, some games and wanting to talk with us about future ideas and that kind of thing. Maintaining our relationship with BR Walkoff, which is Bleacher Report Walkoff, and kind of filming another video with them. That was really cool to do in Houston with Jordan Robles. Um, uh, Arizona was a great tournament. We never went to the Southwest before, so that was really cool. Um, just all, all of our out-of-state series were just honestly insane. Really, there's not a weak link in that 12 lineup. There really <laughs> that isn't. Was, that was a Michael Scott answer right there when Dwight goes, what yeah. was your favorite memory? And he goes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I had to toot my own horn here, I think one moment where I was like, just like, what is happening? Like, in a cool way, you know what I mean? But like, on the SoFi trip, we're so exhausted and we're still trying to like pull off the event. I think this is after the first, our first night there. I don't remember. But, like, I told you guys a story about how originally it was supposed to be Squints and not Marty. Yeah. But then, like, getting mm. a text back from Squints saying, try Marty, and then texting Marty and getting a response from Marty and, like, telling him, like, all that th- happening and, like, me texting Marty York while I'm filming the, on the field at SoFi Stadium. Like, yeah, come in. I'll send someone up to get you. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, this is chaos, but it's cool, you know, because that's something, like, you dream about when you're when we first started building this. Just talking out loud, I think one of the moments that almost gets, like, over not overshadowed because it, it was hype when it happened but uh the wildcats predators series in um i forget the, what stadium it was played in Fifth third. third field toledo ohio Fifth third field um that was that was so crazy that like that huge. environment was like probably i mean that was a huge Kyle, stepping correct stone. me if i'm wrong I, I feel like that was the coolest live you know environment audience that we've had at an mlw game to date it was it was pretty dang cool. I'm sure some yeah. of the Oklahoma ones will rival that, but that being the first time in an actual pro stadium, and not only the game, but that entire day, the yeah. mud, the Mudhens were so gracious to us in giving us a spot to do a fan fest meet and greet before the game. They set up a bunch of tables during the game to get to um, sign autographs and meet our fans. They were just so um, accepting of us and embracing of what we do, um, and that's a huge stepping stone for the future. And that's something that now we can now pitch to other teams and other clubs of. You know, we successfully performed this for our audience and we can play in front of a crowd like that's a huge stepping stone to pitch to yeah. other other teams um so that is maybe not as like big name as sofi stadium but in terms of actual leverage that that carries a lot of leverage moving forward yeah that might have been like that event really could not have gone any better no it could looking have. back like i remember being legitimately nervous like i am for a lot of them the night prior jack a lot just doing having to do with like the grounds crew and just getting everything on the field set up in a timely fashion. It was perfect. Um, which which we had met with the, the head grounds crew chief prior, but I still like didn't know like day of when we actually had all the equipment that I described to him if he was going to have issues. Once again, like while you're setting this up, you have people that are up top watching you do this. So I was very like stressed <laughs> out about that, and it went so well. The turnout was insane. It's Way like, more people like, went no, than I so thought. So our I think our meet and greet started at eleven o'clock that morning, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, eleven a.m. I'm not kidding. Ten fifty-five. We already had a line. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome because I figured people would be filtering in and out kind of slow. Yeah. Um, but no, we had a dozen people there by the time it was eleven a.m. And by eleven fifteen, we had you know fifty to hundred. That it was ML- crazy. That MLW fan That's base, so man. Cool. They travel well. They I didn't. I I was kind of. A little I was well. a little wary on on the numbers <laughs> for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but to yeah, instantly that fan fest started mm-hmm. like. There's groups walking in. I'm like, okay, we'll be fine. At least some people will watch our game. <laughs> like, that's something to build off of. But then the, before you know it, there's like 200, 300 people watching. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. People, like I said, they travel a little too well. I, sometimes, like a kid, <laughs> like I say, it's like a 10-year-old kid. I'm like, oh, where are you from? And he'll be like, 
oh, I'm from, let's say Alaska, but another one, like Texas, for example. And I look at his mom. I'm like, you took him all the way here to do this. I was like, my parents she must love really me love you. <laughs> no, that's not true. My parents hear this. Mom, I love you. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like the people that are traveling that far to come to our events and stuff like that. Um, I think that kind yeah. of shows though, like how much it's evolved because when we were kids, like our parents have been like a YouTuber, who the heck are you talking about? But yeah. now I think these kids sure. watch so much YouTube that the parents understand like yeah. how important and how big of a role we have in these kids' lives. Just like the Nickelodeon actors and actresses did when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, that specific event, Kyle, was one where you were um, directly involved, obviously, not to add salt to the wound, but Russell had a <laughs> had a great home run yeah. off of you in that. And that was like a really cool moment. Um, is it is it kind of hard for you to be present in those big moments? Because you also have like, you know, Tommy's helping out as well. But there's all these different things going on in terms of getting the content you need, right? right? Because right. ultimately, like, what's the use if we go put on this event and we don't have the correct content or the most accurate content to like display it? Yeah. So is it kind of hard sometimes to be like present in those type of moments? It is. Yeah. Um, I'll admit when we're doing these out of state series in front of a crowd, really, when there's, there's a lot of people watching, um, you know, I'll admit that I'm all for the content, whether that's me hitting a or letting up a home run to lose the game or just getting shut out. Um, I'd rather still have a good video and us lose as opposed to us winning and the video being trashed. So um, that's kind of the, the hats you have to wear in this role is you have to have the commissioner, the uh, the, the player role, and the uh, content strategist role all into one. So when I gave up that home run Toledo, I was like, well, that kind of sucks. But at the end of the day, look at all these fans in the crowd and how happy they are. Like that really means more than just me giving up a, a, a whatever it was, a grand slam. So um, that's kind of the sacrifice you have to you have to have. It's hard, too, because I'm sure Kyle deals with this as well. But, like, I play with a guy like Jordan Robles, who's the most competitive human being on planet <laughs> Earth, I'm pretty sure. So, like, for me, when I'm giving attention to the video, such as, like, stopping and starting cameras or helping Daniel get things moving or getting the IG Live going or whatever it is on game day when we're playing, um, I always, like, have to make sure I'm putting my full attention towards the game, too, or else I know Jordan's going to be like, what the heck is going on? You care about the video more <laughs> than the game. So it is hard to, like, you got to do your best at both simultaneously or it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Cause you don't want guys who are out there just to be out there either. You want to win the games too. So it's just, as soon as you step onto that field, you gotta be ready to go. Kyle's really good at that. Kyle's like always ready to play with football. I swear. Yeah, he thankfully, doesn't warm up or anything. Thankfully after 13 years, <laughs> I can, can kind of take the mound and throw a riser for a strike. Now it might be a hit, but I can throw a strike. Um, that's kind of what you need to keep games moving along here on these out of state series. Yeah. I swear. I, this is, this is Kyle's warm up. He like, he does the intro. Uh, this this is what happens every time the magic I just play the wildcat. He he does the intro. He he does whatever. Like sets up the camera. He comes out. He does this little like back crack thing, and then yeah. he throws two risers, <laughs> and then he says, "I'm good." And then we go, and then normally we don't get any hits off of him. Can we get the? Raw, I need a raw. I need a raw footage, unedited clip of Kyle getting yeah, loose in the just, mouth because he's 
Jack is right. Kyle will run to the GoPro. Superstition. Start it. Start it. Yeah, a little back crack. crack two the pitches. Back, I'm crack good. The neck. Let's go. One like, pitch. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's I'm it. Buying the plate. That's it. That is d- to a T what happens. <laughs> you need to play but that clip. Yeah, I, no, I admire it. Like being able to go from one to the other. Like it's definitely a balance and uh, and a skill. Obviously, like you said, you've got enough practice over the years playing wiffle ball that you know hopefully not too too much of a warm-up yeah. needed you've been there no i would hope i can throw a strike at 38 feet with a riser if i've been doing it for 13 years it's kind of like a, yeah. a pro just shooting a free throw just like it's you know it's like riding a bike yeah man. making a layup making a, a five-yard pass completion just something that's second nature to, to athletes it's kind of my wiffle ball version of it nope couldn't be yeah. couldn't be me <laughs> couldn't be me <laughs> definitely not me either but uh well it was it was really cool recapping that video. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope all you guys enjoyed it. And and that was kind of the past, obviously, 2022. But looking towards the future in this season, 2023, um, what do you what do you got in the works, Kyle? Anything you can kind of give the fans? Any sneak peeks? Any teasers? These guys, these loyal fans <laughs> that are, have listened scoop. this long in the episode, they really they do it for the inside yeah. scoops. So. Are, you, are you talking about video ideas? Specific. Just anything. Just give them anything. Okay, they're, they're so hungry. Just, anything just, snackable. Just give them a as taste. So our fans, taste. our fans are pretty smart, and they could probably tell what's on the trajectory. So with us, you know, doing a AAA stadium for the first time last year, it's only right to kind of keep going up and up and up um, to the point where we want to do major league stadiums. So that's my goal for this year: is to um, not even not even do one, but do multiple. That's my goal. So we'll see how many we can uh, accomplish here by by the uh, the time the season rolls around, but. Um, MLW games and MLB ballparks is a goal of mine. And there's something that is being worked on currently. Um, outside of that, the Vermont summer classic and the mini MLB series are going to be integrated. So I don't know if you guys knew, but slam T1D, they run a huge tournament actually the week after we did last year, um, when we filmed our mini MLB series and it's hundreds and hundreds of people being there. Um, and we're actually going to be playing on the same day as that tournament occurring. So there's going to be almost a thousand fans in attendance for that one. And it's going to be an insane environment and in complete contrast to the, the mini MLB series last year, where it was a private shoot completely silent out there in this majestic location. But the, the, the feel of that video next year is going to be a completely different flip. And it's going to be something that's going to be um, an entire different vibe, but something that's gonna be super sweet and also open admission to fans too. So I could see that one being the most, um, the most exciting and highest um, attended MLW game ever is the uh, 2020 three mini MLB series, which will be insane. Ready to make a road trip, boys. It's going to be special. Wow. For sure. That's going to be awesome, that, dude. I'm actually pretty excited. For that. The teams are still TBA and who's going to be playing in that one, but it's going to be a cool vibe. Yeah. That is sick. That's going to be sick. That was uh, a good little sneak peek. That was yeah. a snack. That was for a sure. great sneak peek. Yeah. I mean, that, you, that, you uh, listeners out there, you better be happy because that was more than I was expecting. Yeah, I'll say so. that one because that one's like, that one's confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I have no, yeah. I have no problem telling people, um, you know, when stuff is confirmed as opposed to when it's in like in the works and then something falls right. through and it's like, what happened to the event? Well, yeah, now you're disappointed. But yeah, exactly. if I didn't tell you in the first place, you wouldn't have been disappointed. If you guys have been keeping up with your yeah. MLW reading, uh, Matt Byrne did tease that in the latest article. Remember? He did. He yes. talked about it. So, yeah, we're, we're, we are confirmed to go back to Vermont in 2023. So, yeah, that's going to be super exciting. So we obviously we, we talked about that, you know, balance between being the commissioner, the, the editor, uh, manager, player. But just back to wiffle ball, you know, how are you feeling about the Wildcats this Whoa. season? Fucking whiffs. Yeah, I love it. Um, so obviously a, a sour ending to our season last year, getting swept and right getting blown out by the Preds. And it kind of uh, forced us to take a look at our roster and what won't work going into next year and kind of 
Um, looking at the pieces that can be improved upon, specifically Jackson Pearson, who we think is going to have um, the biggest season of his career and is going to be a huge X factor for us, not only at the plate, but on the mound. Um, that's a big piece for, uh, for for fans to look at this year is the the uh, emergence of Jackson Pearson on the mound. So whether I don't have it one day or Sailor doesn't or like the Preds are just um, seeing us both really well, we want to have that third key option to insert in there. Um, and then beyond that, uh, we have a draft selection also. Mm-hmm. We have uh, multiple options for that draft pick, whether that's somebody we select or we want to trade that pick. We're uh, considering a lot of ideas right now, and I think I've actually approached Jack with one of them that I don't want to discuss here because <laughs> then the fans are going to run with it. And I'm sure they're already running with that, just a little tidbit you just shared. Yeah. We'll leave that. We'll leave that for another time. We'll leave but, that to the uh, imagination. That'll just be a little snack for you folks out there, you listeners. That's, like, that's not even a snack. That's like showing someone <laughs> a snack and then giving them nothing. That's like driving past <laughs> McDonald's and you're like, nah, we got food at home. But no, Jack, I'm, I'm really excited to get back out there. Um, you know, with running the league and everything, you kind of forget just how much you love the sport itself. So um, it's kind of something that I get reminded of every time we go out there and we set up the field and I'm playing the spring training game and I'm like, this just feels like I'm a kid again back in my front yard. So that's what I'm looking forward Heck to yeah. looking forward to doing. Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to doing is wearing these hats that we <laughs> have come out with because it's been a long time coming. Uh, I've been on Kyle's back for a while to try to get some hats. Yep. I'm a big hat guy. I mean, I'm a um, huge hat and, guy. And, and team hats are just so cool. Um, let's talk hats for a let's little bit. Let's talk hats. I don't, I don't think you guys understand, and I talked a little bit about this. For those who went to the UFS Fan Fest, I talked about this because people are like, when are we getting team hats? Getting t-shirts is easy. Anyone can make a t-shirt. Getting a hat to the specific... If you're as picky about your hats as I am, and I'm sure a lot of you guys at home oh, yeah. are, it is so hard to get like a fully custom hat to the specifications of your of your needs, like in terms of, especially at our scale. You know, if you were a company who was knocking out, you know, 10,000 hats, I'm sure you could source that somewhere and do a pretty good job. You get samples first and that kind of thing. But at our scale, it is not easy to get the quality that we want. So that's why it's been so long. Um, we didn't want to rush this and then come out with hats that people aren't going to like and aren't want to wear. I want these to be very wearable casually in sport, just like the, you know, pro baseball team hats are. That's kind of the goal here. So we want them so good to where if they were in lids, you wouldn't be like, "Why the heck are these in yeah. lids?" You'd be like, "Oh, that's sick. Where are these?" Like, so from? like you guys are seeing these three D. Yeah, what team is like that? Every yeah. every single logo like was carefully thought out with like what part of the logo is three D versus what is flush to the hat. The color schemes on the back MLW logo, the logo size of the MLW on the back of the hat, what type of hat material we're going to use. Like everything has been calculated for months. We tried to work on this last year, and it just it couldn't happen because. It's like I said, at our scale, it's hard to find a supplier that will co- cooperate and uh, make things happen. So, um, yeah, I, like we got this pre-order going now and we're excited about it. And I was surprised. The question we got a lot was like, are people going to wear these during the games? Of course, we're going to wear these during the games. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> but that, that's surprising. Sure. People ask that. I think it's it, it's super easy. It's one thing to to get um, hats for like your youth baseball team or like your softball team, whatever. But if you want to not only outfit your entire league, but sell them to the masses that's an entirely different equation, mm-hmm. and that takes months True. and months of coordination with the hat manufacturers. And Tommy's been um, taking the reins there, and he's been doing a really good job. So finally, to get a you know really excited to get a pre order going, and then we'll we'll uh, make that order and get him into production this upcoming week. Yeah, we're, I'm so excited to have him in hand. I'm stoked. I mean, obviously the magic ones are the coolest ones, hands down. I don't really think that's much of a debate. Kyle, in hindsight, you should have known better. Kyle's seen me in a lids before. Trust me, I go in there and I don't even buy anything because I pick up every hat. I'm looking at them like, nope, this one's the Bills crooked, stitching's off. Like, Tommy hates yeah. it's the it's the brims for Tommy. He hates a crooked brim. He he swears dude, there's no all like the even brims in this world. Trust me, I got 
25 hats in my closet and I wear the same four every time because they look the best on my head. They're the best quality. It just, yep. That's how it goes. But that's, a, that's what's fun. That's what's fun about shopping for hats or, you know, getting a hat as a hand-me-down or something that you really like is like when you find a hat that you know perfectly fits your head and you look good in it too because there's hats that actually fit your head and you just don't look good in it's totally like that's true. just a fact like yep. the way your face is shaped i'm not saying tommy i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah. people in general I got a round head no 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 like me too you know there there's certain hats where it's like wow this hat like is such a cool hat it just doesn't fit my head and it's just once you actually find a hat that looks good on your head fits your head is comfortable i mean those are the ones where it's like it's You're going to wear that for it's decades. It's a wrap. Anyone, so I, I can't wait to get this thing on my head. If anyone from the 47 brand is listening, you got to bring back the 47 Carhartt MVP collab. That was the best hat. I have two of them, and yep. they last forever. I still wear my Lions one all the time. They don't, have, they don't sell them anymore in that style. It's devastating. But yeah, the, these hats, we didn't want to just come out. Yes, we could have launched hats earlier, but they wouldn't have been of the quality that we wanted. So we tried to wait a little bit and to really do it right. It's still been challenging even at this stage of MLW, but um, we're excited. We think this is going to be awesome, and I cannot wait to see the teams. Like me and Kyle have made you know digital mockups of like the full uniform of players, like from matching shorts to the jerseys, like whether it's the t-shirt jersey, the Triton jersey, whatever, with the hat on, and like it looks so sick for all eight teams. We wanted to give every single team the equal amount of attention to make them all sweet. Of course, I still have personal favorites. If you guys are curious, but all the hats are awesome. I'm curious. You're curious. Top um, three. Top three. Well, um, once again, I've seen like the mock-ups with the uniforms. I will say that even though I was not a fan of it at first, I'm not a big white hat guy, okay, personally. But I know they're like very popular amongst people, and people mm-hmm. the feedback on those the two white ones we have that are all white on top were good. But the Wildcats hat, I think the uniform combo is clean, very clean. So I'll put that one in my top three. Um, the Mallards hat, I will say we had probably the least amount of creative freedom on that one because of our logo. Like we wanted to match the logo we have, but I do think mm-hmm. once again, that's a cool hat. Rounding it off. I'm going to say, Oh, can I do a tie magic and magic and D backs are both sick. The magic one I think is like <laughs> the cleanest combo, like with the teal and the purple coming together. And the back logo on that one has both the purple and the teal and the MLW logo on the back. And then the D-backs one, like I said, the stitching on that one's kind of crazy with like the 3D versus 2D, and I'm excited about that one too. So you kind of took my three, and not <laughs> not that we're just I'm not just saying that because we're all here right now, but the the Mallards, Wildcats, Magic are all just sick in their own in their yeah. own ways. Um, but I will give a shout out to Cole Story who kind of worked with us on that downtown Diamondback D. Yep. Um, I, I, that one's pretty yeah. special. Also, the the Cobras being the only red hat, I think, is pretty unique and cool too. Cobras logo is cool. GLG, too. the I mean, the Predator P that's going to match their their shirt yeah. jerseys really well. The Eagles, um, oh, another cool tidbit here is the Wildcats and Eagles are the only ones where it's entirely white. Yeah, and that's kind of a an homage to them being the two uh, you know homegrown original MLW teams. So that's something we had in mind too. Mm-hmm. I think obviously you know Magic bias, <laughs> but I do think it is the best hat. Um, it looks sick. It's like giving me Utah Jazz vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I hate to, you know, just be echoing you guys, but the Diamondbacks one also stuck out to me as like a hat where I would, you know, like to wear that logo. Yep. And the the Cobras one is is I hate to say it because we're rivals, but like <laughs> the Cobras hat is sick. Like that's clean. That logo, clean hat. Yep. that logo is so cool. And the red is is clean. I can't wait to see what it looks like with their jerseys, because like you said, Kyle, it's like the only 
kind of like oddball hat yeah. in there and so i think it's pretty unique and that cc logo is just really well cool, if you so. if it's interesting if you look at and once again i'm a guy who kind of embodies this too i dress like very simple i like like solid plain colored clothing and stuff like that but if you look at if you just search like all 30 mlb hats you'd be surprised pretty much every hat in the mlb is um, navy it's red royal blue or black that's pretty much it and the yep. logo mm-hmm. in the front is usually one color some teams got a little creative, like the Miami Marlins did, um, but to be honest, I'm mm-hmm. not a huge fan of their hat. Um, the Orioles hats are cool. It's pretty similar to what the Mallards have done. Um, the Rangers have like some multicolored like bordering around their logo, but most hats, it's like a solid, like I said, black, navy, or red with like a white letter. That's it. So it was trying to balance like that simplicity, but also put our own spin on it to make them you know cool but also like kyle said to not look out of place in a hat store so yep i think we did a pretty good job of like using kyle and i's like taste and style combining that to like make the best eight we possibly could yep also i have another teaser for the audience uh so last year with the triton home jerseys we have mm-hmm. kind of away jerseys coming this year to pair them and um so now we'll have three jerseys um for each team to wear during this season I don't know if we're going to call them the Triton home, Triton away. We might just call them primary, secondary, that kind of thing. But I, I mentioned that because we wanted to make sure these hats look good in all three variants for each team. Make sure that, you know, one of them's not out of place and that kind of thing. So um, we're really excited about the new jerseys also coming this year that you'll see in the uh, the beginning of the, yeah, the season. I got to say right now, the ma- the new Magic jersey with that new Magic hat. Oh, yeah, God, it looks really it's, good. It's something special, Jack. You know, I'm <laughs> a I'm a firm I'm a firm believer in the look good feel good play good mantra and i'm really hoping it rubs off on the magic this year because <laughs> folks i've seen i've obviously seen the hat i've seen the sneak peek of the jerseys i mean we are going to be so dripped out we're gonna be so dripped out uh, it has to it has to correlate over to some jack to it's some a new era ball. for the metro magic it is a new you got, era you got a draft pick you got a you got a new guy coming in the building Oh my goodness! It's gonna be a night and day for Everyone, Metro Magic. Yeah. Everyone's behind you guys. The wands are up. Everyone's behind. Yeah, you. let me just yeah for all the Metro Magic fans out there. It is a good time to be a Metro Magic fan. I mean, you Heck every yeah. the expectations are on the on rock bottom right now. You guys do anything <laughs> good, that's a win. And I can see you guys honestly making the playoffs this year with how much we really like the guys on your draft board. I don't know. I feel like if you're a true MLW diehard and you're a Magic fan too, I feel like you gotta know better times are ahead. All of like the worst teams in the past have all turned around very quickly within like one year because of how small the roster sizes are. Look at the Gators. Look at what we did this year on the Mallards. Yep. Like all the teams that have been bad have gotten good quickly. So the Magic Cobras fans. were like five and 10 a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're at SoFi Stadium in the World Series. Things change so quickly sure. in, this, in a league of eight teams only like being from worst to first is not a very significant difference yep. at all. So I think the Magic should be excited for sure. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, you guys are going to look good out there regardless. But I do hope you guys play better. I will say in terms of being dripped out, I, I got to be the least like dripped out player of all time. My <laughs> one. I had a coach. Yeah, but if you're if you're anti drip, that's also drip. That's also drip. I kind of agree. It's it's clean. It's classic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a coach um, who was a younger guy. I was probably 15 or 16, playing on a travel team called the Michigan Bulls. I finally left like my Brighton travel team and went there. And this is a young guy. I think he graduated high school in 2010, so he was only seven years older than I am. He was also a shortstop. I was shortstop on this team. 
And like midway through the year, he's like, I'm gonna be honest, dude. He goes, like when I saw you go out there the first couple weekends, he's like, I was shocked with like how good and clean you were out there because you just had no drip. He's like, you just wear your hat and pants down, and that's it. I'm like, what do you want me to wear? He's like, it's like, dude, when I was your age, I had the eye black, I had the shades on the hat, I had wristbands. But I'm like, that's just not me. It's just not me. He's like, yeah. So you surprised me just based on what you were wearing. <laughs> that's awful for a coach to say that. You gotta, you gotta stay classy. You gotta stay classy, San Diego. But. Yeah, I hope you guys like the hats. The feedback's been good. Jack, I also want to give you a shout-out. I will say that the first hat ever pre-ordered was a Metro Magic hat. No one can ever take that Woo-hoo. away from you guys. That was the first Woo-hoo. pre-order we received. Yeah, there's been there's been that orders for something. all eight teams, by yeah. the way, too, which is really the cool the first 12 hours, that was also cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a great launch. We're excited to have the product in hand. As soon as I have them in hand, they'll begin to ship. I think those of you who pre-ordered saw, like, first week of May is when we're going to have them in hand. Yep. So, um Thank you guys for that. Thank you for all the support on the hat drop, and we can't wait to see him out there on the field for sure. But we can wrap it up. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Um, been a great episode. Kyle, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun. I think the fans definitely enjoy when the commission's on. It's, it's not It's not often. It's every maybe once a quarter, I'd say, at most. But it's fun when I'm on, right? I think we got to have one more before opening day. Yeah, for sure. I think we will have you on once more before opening day. I'm confirmed. down. we got a special pod in the works, folks. Special pod in the works. We do, yes. But... Um, yeah, we're always working, always working for special things for you guys. So appreciate you tuning in. Jack, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Every player on the 2017 Cobras postseason roster played college sports. So uh, catch you guys later.